We gather here in God's name, who knows each of us by name. We gather here in Christ's name, who heals us and loves us. We gather here in the Spirit's name, who brings us peace. Let us pray. Lord, we come to you today in this place. We come to worship you. We come with our dreams and our memories. We come with our fears and our questions. We come with our beliefs and our unbeliefs. We come to seek your truth and to praise your glory. We come to offer all that we are. We come trusting in your mercy. Come to us now, Lord, and light our darkness in peace, in hope, and in love. In the name of Christ, who first loved us. Amen. They shall grow not old, as we that are left grow old. Age shall not weary them, nor the years condemn. At the going down of the sun and in the morning, we will remember them.
Let us pray. Lord God, giver of life and hope, we come to you on this day of remembrance. We give thanks for all the generations of your faithful people who have served you and continue to serve you in honest faith and in generosity of heart and who are with you in your kingdom now. We remember your people with proud thanksgiving, people like us, people dear to us. They died young, that we might grow old. They preserved for us that freedom and that hope which are beyond price. Grant that we may never forget, so that we can do our best to ensure such worldwide conflict will never happen again. As we remember those who fell and those who were wounded, we pray you would make us worthy of them, that the fruits of their courage and sacrifice will not be lost among us. Through the love of Jesus Christ, our Lord, hear us as we say the words we say now as one family. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. The first reading is from Psalm 139, verses 1 to 18. You have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you, Lord, know it completely. You hem me in behind and before, and you lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me, your right hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me, and the light become night around me, even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day, for darkness is as light to you. For you created my inmost being, you knit me together in my mother's womb. How precious to me are your thoughts, O God. How vast is, is the sum of them. Were I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. When I awake, I am still with you. This is the word of the Lord. Amen. Our second reading is from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 5. Now when Jesus saw the crowds, he went up on a mountainside and sat down. His disciples came to him and he began to teach them. 
he said, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven. For in the same way, they persecuted the prophets who were before you.
Our thoughts on remembrance are so completely personal. For many, I know, it is a very private memory. We all have our personal images of remembrance, of what and who we remember. My own first images of remembrance were handed down to me by my mother. She had lost a brother in World War II. He was a Coldstream guard. I, of course, never knew him. The image I have of him is of a black and white photograph treasured by my mother. It was of a young man, full of youth and vigour, his handsome, smooth-skinned face smiling at me. He almost made it right through the war, until a fateful day in June 1944, when he was reported missing, presumed dead. He was killed in action and is buried in Assisi in Italy. My mother never liked Remembrance Day. For her, it was the image of a funeral they never had. In the course of my daily work, I see images of young people in modern-day uniforms on a parent's or grandparent's mantelpiece, young men and women, their faces looking out seriously and proudly from a photograph frame. They are men and women who currently serve in the armed forces, remembered not just today, on this Remembrance Sunday, but daily in prayer, their images cherished daily by those who love them and longingly await their safe return. I asked our own young people what their image of remembrance might be, and they told me that for them, it would be about remembering their friends, friends from school who have recently joined the forces and now serve in faraway places. They are thinking of them, their images of children in school uniforms now changed to images of men and women in army, navy and RAF uniforms. Very often as I visit older folk in the parish, they tell me of their images of war, but of course their images are often from painful memories. I think of two sisters, both spinsters, both engaged to be married, both had engagement rings, but sadly their young men, their fiancés, never returned from war, and so their image of remembrance remains as the lives and loves that they might have had, that might have been. I think also of the man of 92 whom I met recently, who shared some of his story with me. He had seen active service at Dunkirk, and whilst he and his fellow officer John were eating their lunch, a message arrived that one of them was needed to go to attend to duties. John said he would go, as my friend was still eating. He said, I have an image of him rising from the table, Catherine tipping his hat and saying over his shoulder, I'll see you. It's an image that's lasted with him since 1940, because John never returned. For me, 
One of the things all these images have in common is the way they reflect the best aspects of our shared humanity, the vitality of the youth of those in them and the hopes and the dreams that they carried and continue to carry into situations that most of us will thankfully never have to experience. Hopes and dreams that by doing what they are doing and making the sacrifices we continue to ask them to make, they are helping to make the world a better place for all of us. And also the love of those cherishing those images, whether of their nearest and dearest currently far away, or of a long lost but still remembered comrade in arms. Love speaks out of and into the images. Love for the world. Love for comrades and love for family and friends. And then again, this realisation should not surprise us, as we are all, young and old, friend and foe, children of God. And God is, above all, love. So whatever our personal images are of remembrance, today we will remember them. But we remember too that we are all made in God's image and he remembers us. He loves us. He cherishes us, just as he cherished every one of those we remember today, all of them also made in God's own image.
Almighty God, we come to you now in prayer because you know our needs. Sometimes when we are face to face with suffering, conflict, war, we find it hard to believe that yours is the power and the glory. Why so much pain and loss and death? Yet the cross reminds us that when suffering and death come, you are there. The risen Christ reminds us that we are never alone when times of testing arrive at our door. We pray for the nations of our world, of your world, for those who carry the responsibility of leadership. They are men and women like us. They need our prayers. They need your mercy. Give to them and to us, we pray, clear eyes to see the world and the world's people as we are. We pray for all those who direct our common life, that they may be led by your spirit into the ways of your peace. We remember before you all members of the armed forces who face danger. Give them courage to meet each situation with discipline and loyalty so they may serve the cause of justice and peace to the honour of your name. Bless our young people. May they never experience personally the destruction of war or know the depths of its cruelty. Grant that in their generation they may be faithful servants of Jesus Christ. Grant that your love may reach out to the wounded, the disabled, those broken in mind and spirit, and those whose faith has been shaken by what they have seen and endured. Comfort all who mourn the death of loved ones, and all who on this day miss the comradeship of friends. In the confidence born of faith, we pray now for all those known to us who are in need, those who are lonely today, those for whom today's remembering opens old wounds. Father of mercy, God of all grace, we pray that you will come close and touch their lives through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.
And now, together we say the grace, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen.